Hello and welcome back to NRI Woman, the show where we share amazing stories of women of Indian origin living across the world. We hope in sharing these stories you are inspired, learn something new or simply know you are not alone in the struggles you face. I'm Bettina. I'm Nanora. Thank you so much for joining us today. We bring you this podcast for free every week and there's a lot of work that goes into each episode before you can hear it. All we ask is for you to subscribe to us. You can find the link in our show notes on YouTube and on the platforms you use to listen to our show. Thank you so much and we appreciate your support. Our guest today is Pratha Shetty. Pratha works to help people from different cultures understand each other better. She makes hard ideas about culture easier to understand. She cares about more than just her job. She wants to teach kids about different cultures. So Pratha created a fun coloring book called When I Grow Up. It teaches kids about women's lives in different cultures around the world. These days with different cultures mixing more than ever, understanding each other is really important. Pratha works to help people from different cultures understand each other better. She tries to go deeper than just knowing cultures are different on the outside. Pratha wants people to understand why cultures act the way they do. To do this, she knows you need an open mind. You also need to care about other people and admit you don't know everything about other cultures. Pratha didn't always plan to be an interculturalist. How did she get interested in helping people understand different cultures? So I actually discovered this book because of a professor. I was studying business here. I was doing my MBA um, from an institute in Mumbai, and that pro- that she she was a visiting faculty, and she just happened to very briefly mention something about culture and branding, and she suggested a couple of books. But this one stuck with me, and I immediately went to the library. and yeah, i was not like that so i just immediately went to the library and started reading the book and the next thing i know in a week in a week's time my dreams have changed to become from becoming the cmo of a company to becoming an interculturalist and little did i know that i have always even while growing up been very interested in culture there was a there was a point in time i was extremely interested in cultural anthropology as well but uh, somewhere along the path i got deviated and i ended up in a business school but um that that was the switch for me that was the that click so i went to france around 5 6 years ago to pursue my msc in culture and negotiations so i was actually reading this book called culture code by a writer called clotier rapiel and i was just so fascinated with how he um interpreted behaviors of consumers and interpreted behaviors of people based on their culture and i just dove deep into the topic of um, cultures and behaviors and i really wanted to study that i i i researched for courses i researched for institutions that uh, combine culture business marketing and negotiations and human behaviors all in one and there was just this one university in coin normandy that actually provided that so i studied that and um, during and after in france i did do a lot of 
odd jobs right from harvesting grapes for wine to to actually working for uh, as an interculturalist with an intercultural consultancy so i went there to actually pursue my studies and then i you could say in a sense realized my dream of becoming an interculturalist in france as children we absorb cultural patterns from our family friends school media or other societal influences this enculturation imprints beliefs norms behaviors and worldviews without us even noticing our culture becomes like the air we breathe invisible yet essential to our sense of identity and how we operate meanwhile understanding of other cultures often starts from a place of novelty and surface observations we notice differences in greetings clothing food or religious rituals but grasping the context and meanings underpinning why these practices evolved requires deeper engagement i think every human's behavior is um is a result of nature and nurture right nurture can be controlled like it's your so when you nurtured by your parents by your guardians etc your family family values um however your environment around you is is not necessarily always controlled and a huge part of your environment is your culture and it's just so fascinating for me to see how same situations in different cultures are reacted to or acted upon differently and like as an interculturalist one of my main jobs that i feel just simplistically is to make people understand each other but in a cultural context and it's fascinating for me to see uh gaps just caused because of a culture that you've learned a culture that you've grown up in and then that becomes you know your reality and it often happens that especially with you know western european and uh, south asian cultures there is such a huge gap so just to give you an example of um of french culture a lot of their references about india comes from american tv and what is reflected on american television is not necessarily even close to representing what indian culture is it may represent the diaspora in america but it doesn't represent india and the fact that even today so there's there's you know there's an exercise that i do with a lot of my western european uh, clients where i ask them what's the first thing that comes to your mind when i say india and 60 more than 50% of the time i still get cow is as an indian it 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 should be offending me and it did when i started off as a young interculturalist but then you eventually realize that this is your job this is your job to break these these perceptions it is my job to break these uh stereotypes without placing any judgment because as you may know there is a lot of uh, prejudices and stereotypes that we have within our country as well with respect to um western cultures 
The culture we grow up in shapes the way we see the world. It gives us certain beliefs and assumptions that we take for granted. These become our default settings. We absorb them without even noticing. The problem is, these default settings cause bias. They make us judge other cultures too quickly based on our own limited experience. To really understand another culture, we have to unlearn some of our built-in reactions. We have to catch ourselves when we label something weird or wrong. Instead, we need to ask ourselves, why does this seem normal to them? What in their history explains why they do things differently? And we hear that. We hear that as, um, as professionals. We often ask, for example, you know, if I'm asking a French team, what are the main issues that you're facing while interacting with your Indian counterparts? Or if I ask um, the Indian team, what are the main issues that you're facing with your French counterparts? And when they see the results, each of the cultures are so shocked that why could this particular point be a matter of concern? I can give you an example of hierarchies in India. So India is a very hierarchical culture. So even though that's that's changing, that's changing because you know there are new startups coming up. There are kids who've gone out and studied just like me, and then coming back and trying to uh, change the th the way things have been functioning for so long. But um, like Germans or Dutch counterparts don't understand why hierarchy or flow of communication through hierarchies is so important. But there are many historical and modern reasons why India is hierarchical. And one of them being caste, our caste system that has existed in India for so long. And caste is a clear form of hierarchy. And this was a result of religion. This was a um, this was also a result of our modern history with respect to the invasions that had happened, with respect to uh, the, our colonial past as well, where there was a stark divide between the, the colonized and the British. So these things have percolated in the way we function as a society, where you're, you're, you have, there is a un unspoken rule wherein you're respecting somebody that's either older to you or more experienced than you or um, or is just higher in the hierarchical level within an organization and the way you communicate with these people is going to be different as opposed to somebody who's in the same hierarchy as you or below whereas for for Germans they wanted to break the the system of hierarchy where the concentration of power is is at the top because as you know with the german german history and the german past they know the consequences of giving power in the hands of one person or one man in their in their context so i think especially because of modern history that broke down and the flow of communication or uh, or rather expression of authority was or even exercising too much of authority is looked down upon and being 
being communicated to equally or communicating um, as equals becomes very important in their culture. So when a culture that's more flat you know, interacts with a culture that's more hierarchical, there is, there is friction, there's non-understanding, there's confusion. But if, if it's explained to or broken down to them, it just becomes easier. Or even with respect to communication, Indians are not direct communicators. We are high context communicators. We have a lot of body language that we use, a lot of expressions that we use, uh, and a lot of storytelling as well that we use in order to communicate, which, which may become difficult for certain cultures, which are, which are lower in context, which who, who depend purely on words for for communicating. Again. Me saying this, and this is what, you know, as interculturalists, we keep repeating. No, there is no right or wrong in this. There is no advantages or disadvantages that we, that we, um, that, that we say about these cultures, right? The, the only, our only goal is to make them understand why these behaviors are, are exhibited. And th there is there there are many other examples with respect to humor because I think often humor with countries that speak different languages or don't have English as their first language often get lost in translation. And France as a country has very caustic humor, so it's at the cost of somebody, and it doesn't work in in cultures like India where saving face is so important. So just imagine you're with a group of friends and you've just invited, you know, you have, you're with a group of friends, your Indian friends, and you've invited your, your French friends to join. And one of your French friends um, actually cracks a joke at one, at your expense. Uh, so for an Indian, it becomes, it becomes very, uh, almost hurtful emotionally to, to lose face in front of people. And, but caustic humor for French, for the French is, is a sign of saying that I have accepted you. You have now, um, you know, you're now included in my clan almost. And that's why I'm, it's okay for me to make fun of you. Unlearning is challenging as ingrained biases are stubborn, but the rewards are immense. Seeking cultural context expands our vision. But how does one begin to unlearn these biases? We are born in an era of privilege where we have so much access to information. So in order to unlearn, you also have to learn something. Right? When you're unlearning something, there's a vacuum that's created and it has to be filled with either new information or something that's going to help you unlearn. So it, th this is, this comes from a very, very, it, this comes from a place of bias for me <laughs> as well, because when I would be faced with these things, I would actually research more on it. But again, this is because I come from um, I come from a place where I want to understand cultures, and the fact that you would go back and and question this is because you want to learn more, or because you want to 
come from a place of understanding. So always having, you know, being open to uh, accessing resources and teaching yourself, I think is a is a huge step that you one could take in order to in order to have lesser lesser friction. And the other thing which has helped me and which has which has uh, helped people that I train as well is is just communication. Right, being being open to communicate about if there's something that you have taken personally and it has you know it has affected you it's it's okay to have an open conversation about it because what happens is we often when we often just speak to ourselves and try to dismantle situations on our own we only get one perspective so it's it's very essential that if you may not be confronting the person who, for example, has confronted you, you can definitely um, seek a confidant where you could discuss these things and talk about it and get different uh, perspectives in order to come to a conclusion. And you may not always come to a conclusion. Right? That's the other thing. That's the other thing about, about cultures. That's the other thing about uh, situations like these that are so nuanced. You don't always come to a conclusion. There's always going to be a gray area. There's always going to be a part in your head that goes, okay, no, this is right and wrong. Because that's how we function. There has to be a right and there has to be a wrong. So you may not always come to a conclusion, but at least you've taken that first step of, of learning and that helps a lot as well. From a young age, Prata developed a deep interest in culture, shaped by her parents' diverse backgrounds and experiences. Her father's journey from rural poverty to urban entrepreneur exposed Prata to the vast economic and social contrasts within Indian society. Through him, she gained first-hand insight into the struggles faced by disadvantaged communities striving for better lives. Meanwhile, her mother imparted the value of education and women's empowerment, despite cultural norms limiting her own opportunities. Pratha learned how gender roles and traditional expectations continue to influence Indian women's trajectories. With parents spanning different regions, classes and mindsets, Pratha saw culture's complex role in shaping identity and opportunity. Her natural curiosity about people's diverse lived experiences grew as she realized that culture provides both connection and division. From her parents, Pratha inherited a sense of compassion. She developed a passion to look at culture not as abstract concepts, but as a fabric of real lives. So how does Pratha hope to use her multifaceted upbringing to build bridges of intercultural understanding? My hope is, so actually being an interculturalist, I had the privilege and opportunity to meet a lot of other women from all over the world. And we would often, you know, end up complaining about the same things, about representation, how in spite of them being in Europe or Asia or East Asia or Southeast Asia, etc., they they all we, we all had a similar complaint that we we don't see enough women in books or we don't see enough women represented 
on TV, let alone women of different cultures, but just women in in, in general. So I, that um, inspired me actually to write a children's book because I just opened our state boards history and English textbooks, and I just saw that. I personally was not satisfied with the way women were represented. For subjects like value education, you would see women mostly represented in caregiving roles. But, you know, a woman is beyond a mother and a sister and a caregiver. And there are so many amazing women out there that have actually um, overcome hurdles, different intensity of hurdles based on where they came from to achieve what they wanted to, and they need to be heard, and they need to be seen, and they need to be represented. So I wrote a book about these amazing women from different cultures, the children's book with a short story about their life, and along with an illustration for them to color, so that they also get more familiarized with different skin tones also. So I just hope that that book uh, reaches to as many children as possible. It's written in uh, three languages as of now. It's French, Dutch, and English. I hope to get it translated in many Indian regional languages because we definitely we definitely need our girls to know that there is there is so much opportunity for them. So I hope that happens, and um, I also hope that people. And especially the, the, the situation given now and the divides that have been created by people of power in different countries, and I'm not only talking about India in different countries. I just hope that cultural or that gap is actually is actually closed. I know I sound like, you know, I just want a utopia now, but uh, for the future, I would really want I get to play a part in closing those gaps and I think my larger purpose of becoming an interculturalist was that as well. When we open our minds to learn from those with different backgrounds and experiences, it deepens our compassion. Pratha's journey shows that the culture should not divide us into us versus them. Rather, discovering shared humanity across apparent differences can bridge what separates us. We'll leave you with this quote from Mark Twain. Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry and narrow-mindedness. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all of one's lifetime. It's a little reminder for us that when it comes to culture, variety is the spice of life. I'm Nanora. And I'm Bettina. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode. We can be found on nriwoman.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for NRI Woman. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri underscore woman. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nriwomanpodcast. Please help us spread the stories of these amazing women by sharing it with your friends and family. You can find the details to connect with our guests in the show notes. 
And our woman episodes come out every Thursday. So make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind.